I'm Michael Fox, the publisher of the Prospector News, and this is the Money Metals and Markets Weekly. And I'm joined as I am every week with uh, the mercenary geologist, Mickey Falk. Welcome, Mickey. Hi, Mike. Well, uh, this was an interesting week. On uh, Wednesday, uh, Chairman Powell put his Santa Claus hat on and gave the markets a gift. And it would appear that uh, for the most part, everything that happened in the markets, with one small exception we'll get to, uh, was all uh, was all Fed related. Uh, let's take a look at the uh, the precious metals markets. Gold was up a bit, fifteen bucks, seven tenths percent, basically because Powell gave the markets what they've been looking for, which is a softy, uh, and not only that, but the ten-year Treasury took a dive. Uh, along with the dollar, which accounts for all the precious metals being up somewhat. Silver goes at 23.81, 3.5% gain. Platinum, 940, 2.4% gain. And palladium, and who knows why, uh, was up $233 to close at 11.62 up 25% on the week. <laughs> I don't know, mate. Uh, actually, I might have an explanation for that. Uh, that was the uh, exception to the Fed that I was alluding to. Uh, the Russian palladium producers said that uh, if the United States wants to do without their uh, their palladium by 2028, maybe we'll accelerate that and cut them off next year. So that would have put a pretty substantial bid under the palladium with uh, with that threat from Russia. Yeah, and Russia is a significant player in the palladium market, but they have uh, in no way, shape or form dominance over the palladium market. You know, we produce palladium in the US, Canada produces palladium, Zimbabwe produces palladium, South African produces about the same amount as Russia. So it's not quite like platinum where uh, you got, what, 75, 80% coming from South Africa. No, it's uh, different markets, but uh, that was the, uh, the exception to the Fed rule. And uh, uh, that would seem to be what put that bid under the palladium markets. Um, the Fed uh, had effect in the... Uh, in the industrial metals as well, small. Well, but some. yeah, copper was up four cents. Uh, that can be really attributed to the decline in the U.S. dollar and in interest rates. Uh, China is still weak, despite uh, the pump that they're uh, doing with their trying to juice their economy. Kind of crazy contango this week. Uh, the cash to threes comes in about five to five cents, which is <laughs> kind of out of bounds. Don't really know why that is either. No. Um, the other thing that happened in the world this week was the COP28 uh, meeting uh, wrapped up with some, uh, you know, some strange new agreements. Uh, um, that seemed to have some play on uh, the energy markets in both the oil and the uranium markets. Uh, what happened in oil? Well, I don't personally don't think it had anything to do with some confab of 70,000 bureaucrats in, in Paris. 
uh, basically an excuse to go on a jaunt for a week or so. Uh, nothing really came out of it concrete and and that's good for common energy markets. Uh, WTI was up and you could probably account for that with the dollars fall too. It was up six tenths percent, uh, close at 71.62. OPEC came in and said they're bullish on demand in 2024, predicting a uh, about a 2% increase in demand. Going through the numbers, rigs in the U.S. minus two, production 13.1 million barrels a day. Inventories were down, which would account for also the WTI bump, down over 4 million barrels. Imports, after last week's anomaly of 7.5 million barrels a day, uh, still remain high at six and a half million barrels a day. Refineries are just below 16 million barrels per day, but gas stocks remain at the very bottom of the five-year range. Yeah, and uh, uranium uh, took a big jump again. Part of that, I'm wondering if that was the little moment in the sun they had at COP28, but also uh, see previous comments about palladium. Russia threatened to do the same thing with your with their uranium stocks. Well, and and certainly uh, the U.S. in particular is much more dependent on Russian uranium than it is any other commodity. Uh, uh, Russia controls at least forty percent of the uh, enrichment facilities in the world. Uranium prices keeps going higher and higher, and this really is a supply-demand equation. Uh, closed at $86, up 5%. We're now looking at, uh, what, eight of the last nine weeks. Uranium's been up. It's up 75% year-to-date. We've been waiting for this for about a decade, and it's finally come to pass. We should, once again, reiterate that the uranium price of $86 uh, is in inflated dollars. And if you do the math, that would equate to something around $55 a pound in 2011 pre-Fukushima when the price hit $72 a pound. So it still has a long way to go. And the uranium equities, or at least the ones I follow, all closed lower this week. Yeah, they did. Um, speaking of the money markets, uh, the Fed announcement, uh, you know, they railed up the money markets pretty good. Yeah, we had a massive decline in the dollars um, starting midweek and accelerating down big time again today, close at 102.6. That's down 1.3% on the week. And that's a pretty big move. And you know, it wasn't that long ago, less than two months ago, uh, the U.S. dollar index was, uh, what, uh, 106.6. So we dropped basically uh, 4% since then. Ten-year Treasury really dropped like a rock, closed at 3.92. That's a 31 basis point move to the downside, and that's a big, big move. The 10 to two year inversion, however, 
still remains pretty strong at 40 to 45 basis points. And the really short term Treasury bills, the 4, 8, 13 week, uh, really haven't come off that much. So short term rates remain very attractive. Uh, the euro, concomitantly, when the dollar goes down, the euro goes up, it closes at 109 for a 1.4% gain. And Looney also had a very nice week. We closed at 74.74, up 1.5% on the week. Yeah, as I say, the Fed had a, a definite influence there. The 10-year, um, it hasn't been that low since uh, way back in July. Um, so it's that's been a that's been a while as well. But the uh, the real uh, headline news was the Dow hit new highs this week. Um, uh, basically off of the Fed's uh, interest rate statements uh, and uh, it was followed with some uh, some good growth in the S&P and the NASDAQ as well. Dow's been at all-time highs three days in a row now, closed at 37.305, up 2.9% on the week. S&P 500, uh, 47.19, up 2.5%. NASDAQ 14814 up 2.8%. VIX remains very low at 12.3. But not only uh, is the market being driven by the so-called magnificent seven stocks over the last seven weeks of upticks, uh, this became a much broader uh, feeding frenzy, if you will. And I would dare say that greed has taken over the market, uh, in my opinion. It is time to take profits. Markets are way overbought. Uh, and as Powell took his victory lap, which is really what it was on Wednesday, and then old Yeller chimed in yesterday with her victory lap, that leads us to our Rolling Stones song, which is a gooder, but it's kind of an, uh, a below the radar a uh, funky blues song from the album in 1980 called Tattoo You, and it's a bunch of outtakes from previous songs that didn't make it on albums. Slave is the name of the song, and the markets all across the board are slaves to Powell's whims or whatever he decides to say in his <laughs> what seemed to be almost weekly pronunciations of one sort or the other. Uh, this is worth listening to. I would suggest you listen to the remastered version, uh, which includes uh, some of the, the parts of the song that did not make it on the original album, including an amazing saxophone solo by the very famous Sonny Rollins. Yeah, um, I know that track very, very well. And yeah, that sax will go right deep into your soul for sure. Now, the outlier to the markets, and, and I find this curious, although I guess maybe they're wrong, but I'd heard some analysts say that the Fed uh, speech was going to put a bid under some of the smaller cap uh, stocks, which you know you would find on the TSX venture, but everybody else was up and they weren't. Well, I 
it did put a bid under small cap stocks. Russell 2000 has been up significantly during this run. But we're talking nano cap stocks, <laughs> not not small cap, not micro cap, nano cap, nano, 10 to the minus nine. So uh, the TSXV, and I, uh, I've been telling you it's going to be going to happen, folks. Uh, December 15th, plus or minus two to three trading days, is the bottom of tax loss selling uh, in these micro cap or nano cap juniors, pardon me. Uh, and, and so over the last two weeks, as the bigger markets have gone up and up and up, the Toronto Venture Exchange has gone down and down, closed at 531, down only 1.3% on the week, but it hit its nadir on Wednesday of uh, 520. So it's bounced off of that. And we'll see, we've got another two two to three days of trading. Today's December 15th. So we'll go give it till Wednesday. But uh, trust me, if it didn't hit its bottom last Wednesday, it's going to hit its bottom by by the coming Wednesday. Volumes uh, basically have remained fairly low. We have saw an uptick in volumes today. But, uh, you know, the Toronto Venture Exchange down three of the Last five days, it was carried by market euphoria uh, Wednesday and Thursday, but came back to its usual trend today. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's uh, it's a struggle over in that uh, that part of the world, and uh, I, I don't see unless they decide to fix the market uh, where it's going to change anytime soon either. So. Uh, the poll question for the, oh, no, I'm jumping ahead of myself. I'm sorry. Uh, what's on the, I got so excited because all the Fed talk and everything this week, I thought, well, that's it for the year. But no, there's got to be, uh, there's got to be some events coming up next week. It's uh, mid-month, so we have very uh, robust data prints next week. We've got Bank of Japan rate decision. We've got a variety of housing data, including home sales and housing starts. We have uh, consumer confidence midweek. We have, quote, final Q3 GDP until they decide to revise it in the, in the next time they, they uh, give a GDP uh, print. Uh, core PCE, personal consumer expenditures, and for some reason the Fed likes this because it generally comes in lower than the actual inflation rate. Right? We got that on on Friday. Note that that excludes energy, gasoline, fuel, and food costs, which if anybody that goes to the pump or especially the grocery store knows that prices still remain very high. In the case of food, they continue to go up according to Costco. And we also have on Friday durable goods, uh, which is a forward-looking indicator. Yeah, that's a, that's a really busy week heading into the, you know, the so-called, you know, quiet Christmas break in the markets the following week. Uh, we've got to have a poll question as we always do. Mickey, what is it this week? Uh, we're going a bit off the rails here. Uh, 
And the question is, what does Hunter Biden's future hold? And her choices are big time in the big house, second choice, convicted, but with probation. Third choice, flees the United States of America. And your fourth choice is pardoned by the big guy. Hmm. Interesting. Um, well, he's a rich white guy, so those usually don't get convicted and thrown into jail. So I'm thinking it's uh, uh, heavy fines, no jail time. And even Joe Biden's not stupid enough to pardon his son. <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh, and you probably don't know being up north, but uh, he had a deal where he pled guilty uh, to gun charges uh, midsummer. He had a plea deal that he would get probation, and the judge ixnayed the plea deal. So he's essentially already pled guilty to a variety of charges. He's got his tax charges, and those are felonies, and people generally do some hard time for that. So I'm going to say big time in the big house. Okay, well, that'll be something to watch for uh, for next year, because I think we're quite a ways off from a trial in that, are we not? I have no idea, to tell you the truth. True enough. Uh, well, uh, next Friday, uh, you and I will get together one last time before Christmas and uh, look on uh, what happens in the markets after the, the tax selling, and we'll see if uh, a Santa Claus rally shows up. Well, we've already had our Santa Claus rally for sure, uh, courtesy of uh, Jay Powell and Janet Yellen. Uh, but some Fed governors came in today, three of them, and tried to uh, cut back on Powell's very bullish assessment of where interest rates are going to go. So I personally think the market's going to take a step back next week. We'll see. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll have the uh, the back, backward looking glasses on next Friday. So I look forward to joining again uh, next Friday, Mickey. Thanks a lot, Mike. The Metals, Money and Markets Weekly is syndicated by our friends at Kitco.com. Mickey Falp and his musings can be found at MercenaryGeologist.com and on Twitter at MercenaryGeo. And I'm Michael Fox, published at the ProspectorNews.com. Thank you for listening and please join us again next week.